Welcome to another episode of Dango Thoughts. This week I'm talking to Blake Builder. Blake is an MMA fighter, a business owner, and a dear friend. What grabbed my attention about Blake more than anything else is how genuinely he approaches everything that he does, and especially his career. It's not an easy path, definitely not for everybody, but Blake does it with style, with humor, and kind-heartedness. For me, Blake represents what I think every fighter should be, not just in capabilities, but as setting an example of someone who really cares about what he does and other people. I spoke to Blake a couple of times before a fight that he had and then after that fight. Uh, so I combined those conversations together. Please forgive me for all the little mishaps that still happen. It seems like as I'm trying to launch this thing off the ground, everything is just trying to break down. I guess it's, it's a test. Uh, there's some, you know, the lighting is not the best and uh, there's some issues with the sound in the second one, but I made sure to balance everything out. Again, my apologies. I promise that within the next maybe two or three episodes, everything will be ironed out and we're not going to have any more of those issues. I'm still dialing in my abilities to be the one who sets everything up versus the person who's actually doing the interview. And those are two different modes of operation in my head and it, it kind of gets a little messy. It's not as easy as I thought it would be. But anybody who will bear with me, I promise I will not disappoint. And uh, I would love to see you again and again and again. If you like what I'm doing, please feel free to like and subscribe and hit that notification bell. It definitely helps the channel to grow. And now, without further ado, I give you a conversation with Blake Builder. I deeply appreciate that you agreed to do this because I know that you're training for, uh, for a fight. Yeah. So in a second here, I'm going to... I'm gonna get out of my uh, setting up mind, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> back into my into I my interview uh, mind. Yeah. So you give me five. You have to wind down, <laughs> bro. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy. thing. It's a thing, bro. It's, it's a thing. You. It's weird. It's it, it's it's about attitude, right? So like attitude is how is how you do your attitude is how you feel, and it's the thing you do. So everything you do, you can't. I mean. In fighting is the best example because you have, you know, the way you walk in the ring is how you feel and all that stuff, all that jazz. But it's pretty much in everything. So when you're setting up stuff, it's like so specific. It's so this removed from the human domain. It's like just specific lights and shit like that. And it doesn't really, it belongs in a different world. Absolutely. It's like, it's like even, even in a fight, like I'm so peculiar about like everything, like as far as like how the fight shirts turn out and the fight shorts and how they look and, and... Oh, you mean the merch? Yeah, like... Or, or the like, things you wear. Like, everything. Like, bro, like, the training that leads up to it. Like, the... Like, who's in my corner. How they're cornering me. Like, like the conversations that go... Like, it's just, like... I'm, Isn't that too much information that you kind of... Like, I would imagine... And, of course, I, I know close to nothing in professional fighting, but wouldn't it be easier to just kind of focus on what you have to do? Or this is just... What, you that's can't what control I end up having to do, but, like, I have... I always have like a general idea in my head of how things should be going. So you're envisioning a lot of it literally yeah. like, yeah. hmm. Yeah. And then when I'm there, like I always kind of envision like how it's going to go. And then like as I'm there, I'm always trying to manifest that. As so close is this something you picked up on or this is something like you notice that it works for you? Because there's a lot of research that shows that really successful people in whatever it is usually tend to really like imagine the thing a yeah, lot yeah they yeah. just and, you know like even for me like uh before the fight i know i have three phases 
like three waves of energy yeah, you mean? three waves of energy and it's like totally like three different mindsets and it's kind of like you scale up into it scale up into it and then you're there Do, and is that part of the one time you told me that there's a switch that's that, so the switch is like the third one or just the all switch of them is the third one interesting the, the first one i'm just like walking in slap dap what up good to see you da, 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 da. we're in the back room like you're just chilling like i'm calm what's up and then you go to the fighter meeting and as soon as the fighter meeting gets done everybody goes back to the locker room and your heart starts to race and the adrenaline starts to kick in and you start to think and you start to review and you start to calculate and you start to focus and so you start going into this different mindset and I'm always just kind of like ah like da, da 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 like like chill relax and then like as soon as that happens it's like okay it's go time like this is about to go down so, so do you think this is something that and this is a genuine question right so like do you think that that switch is just a nice way of talking about it or do you really feel that there's something different when you kind of pull it off it's like an energy level and the focus level that really belongs to a different sphere of things in your I, mind i i think so i think so it's like it it's like almost like a radio dial like and you're just tuning it okay right there yeah that's where we need to be so flow yeah okay yeah and the way that i go into it is it's like it's like flowing into that state and i just know that okay we're at tier one like oh this always happens like tier two all right now i'm like nervous i'm moving around i'm i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm like warming up boom i feel like i got a lot of energy i feel like i don't have a lot of energy my gloves feel light my gloves are heavy now uh, do you want water i gotta pee every 10 minutes sounds like a mushroom trip <laughs> it kind of is, dude. It kind of so is. Less visuals, but like the same mindset. <laughs> you know, and then and then and then once uh and then once we're about to go, just stoic. Just um um I got my mouth I got my mouthpiece in already. And I'm and I'm just walking and I'm and I'm pacing back and forth. Like, What's the main fear, like actually? Uh, of course, getting hurt. But right. is 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 somewhere in the back of your mind? There's also that kind of like that, that worst of worst kind of riding around. Yeah, I mean, you know, like or, or you before, don't get that anymore. Well, before, like the fear was like, I I don't I don't want to get knocked out. I don't want to get embarrassed. The, oh, the embarrassment. The embarrassment. But then I realized on like a, a larger scale of what it really was. I, I listened to um, uh, I took a course by Jordan Belfort. It was a straight line persuasion course. It was a sales course, and he had uh he had one of the one of the volumes was about love and self care and self talk, and what he what he talked about was he was like. It all stems from childhood. He's like, it all stems, you know, his accent. It all stems from childhood. He's like, we have a kid who's walking around and, uh, you know, and, and, he's, and he's hungry, so he whines. And, oh, what do you want? Ah, if I whine, I get the attention. You know, and then, like, he goes, 
He goes, oh, uh, mom, mom, mom. She's not responding. I break something. Hey, what are you doing? Attention. Whether it's good or bad, attention. And then what he also talked about is you hit the ball off the, off the little t-ball stand. Oh my gosh, good job. Ah, an achiever's born. So what he talked about in it was saying that what we're afraid of is, is, is we're afraid of not being enough. We're afraid of not being loved. So what we do is we do these things to get attention, whether they're good or bad. And so for me, for a long time, I've been an achiever. So before I'd go into a fight, if I lose, nobody's gonna... No. You, you lose all that prestige that you build for, in your own mind, too. Yeah, and not only that, but nobody's gonna love me. That's probably the most fascinating take I've heard about fighting. It makes perfect sense. But I honestly... Because in, in the mind of somebody who had never stepped uh, in a professional octagon, like to fight somebody... It's, it's, uh, I, I did some fighting when I was younger, right. but this is a completely different thing. And in my mind, what must be go going on as the main fear is death. Right. But you're saying, no, it's not to be loved. Yeah. Innately. Th that's very, very interesting. So you think it's just, it's that this thing that I've, that I've trained my entire life to be the best at, so if I don't have this, I have nothing kind of thing. Well, what, what happened was like, when he was breaking all these things down, when he explained the, 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 the achiever, I go, that, that's me. That, I'm, I'm that. You know, and, and you're craving that attention. As he goes, it goes back to childhood. And I go, that makes a lot of sense. And they say that the subconscious mind is uh, is programmed. Oh, definitely. No, that's definitely. I just I just never thought because here's the here's the it's not that it's inconceivable that a fighter would want love because a fighter is a person. Right. But it's I guess the the show is so convincing, and the center of it revolves around something that seems on the surface of it to be as the absolute opposite of love even though it isn't right but because of those two components it's almost like you never you never thought about the most obvious thing yeah. which is there's just another person who's trying to be good at yeah. something yeah and it's not so much about them trying to destroy the other person they're trying to show what they're capable of yes and especially yeah and that's it's so on the surface and then you can't see it yeah that's a, i that not 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 a whole lot of times i actually hear something that i didn't expect there's always like a version of a thing that i i heard before right again it's a simple thing but yeah. i never heard that before i'm yeah. very happy you said that that's cool that's so, cool so what, i could share that how how you you said you started boxing when you were 17 17 and that was because, uh, like, the classical story, bad neighborhood, stuff like that, or? Well, it was like, I was raised in a trailer park till seven, then I moved to the suburbs, and the suburbs were a lot different than from, like, the trailer park kind of city life. And, uh, you know, people were just, like, people were just kind of soft, you know? It's like, I'm not saying, like, 
like everybody in Orange County is soft, but it's just a different lifestyle. Like you're like you don't. It's not as gritty. It's not as like. It's. I mean, it's it's different. But but it, did the boxing came as it almost like a necessity because you had the boxing to handle came yourself? as a necessity because I was trying to find an outlet in high school and I was for once trying to be a part of a school sport and they wouldn't let me play on the football team and it's because I got in too much trouble in the off season I got I got I got minors and uh, you know smoking weed and da 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 and I kept I, getting caught up on stuff I, I don't mean you got you off but are you do you consider yourself to be an aggressive person at times no like on average no right you don't have like uh but maybe because you get it out you yeah. don't know how you would grow to be if you wouldn't get it out because right. you're saying you were getting into, into a lot of trouble were you getting into a lot of fights like street fights and things like that uh i got into like yeah like quite a few average in, like, high school yeah like Try I try to get like two or three in a year, you know, like at least. I love that you try to get them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, like like. It was just kind of like. If you heard about a fight, oh, who got into the fight? The whole the whole school would like you know it was just like it was a big thing. It, was it like, feels oh, like it doesn't exist anymore. Right. It feels like it's like it, now it's just like all social media violence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like that catty at each other on yeah, social media. Yeah, and, and what has the most views? Well, yeah, because like more stream, people. Who wants to watch yeah. it? Like, dude, every time I put up, it's like a social lynch. Yeah, on, oh, one hundred percent. Every yeah. time I put up like a fight video, like, if I put like up a a, a street fight, I always get a ton of people hit. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! They're like, oh my god, that was crazy. If I put up boxing or MMA, it's like a little bit expected, but street fight is like, you know, it's a little, it's kind of outlaw. You know, it's like oh, you don't expect it as much. Yeah, people like, don't. Yeah, you you expect it from like specific areas but right. I feel like back in the day it was just like more across the board I mean clearly yeah. it was I guess just the level of violence was always different but you know people would get into fights everywhere no, right. it's just almost like not part of the cultural zeitgeist yeah. people don't want to get into fights so like I I, I want to keep this interview super super simple because it's before the fight I don't want to get into like all kinds of head games and ter interesting turns that we might take right. we can save that if we do an interview after right but I, I, I do want to ask you one thing you you got to a certain point you became very successful as a boxer right what, what's the highest accolade that you got as a boxer uh probably probably getting to the national golden gloves it's not to put you on the spot I'm just trying to like build a picture of. oh yeah so, for yeah, sure so, so I you mean yeah, because I, I, my first tournament was the Golden Glove tournament in 2013 in Macon, Georgia, and I qual and I and I and I won the regional and then I won the state. So you That's huge. You fight, you fight one weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and then the next weekend, Saturday, Sunday. My first match was a bye, so I had a bye, and then my second match was or so my second match was uh, Sunday. It was my first actual, like, boxing match. And, uh, and that was regionals. Yeah, it was regionals. And then I won that, so I qualified for state. And then um, I went back next weekend and uh, beat the first guy on Saturday. And then, uh, and then I, won the, I won the tournament on Sunday. 
and then qualified for nationals in Spokane, Washington, but they didn't like have it funded right. It was like super weird. Like you like when my buddy won it, you got a jacket, you got a Golden Gloves jacket, you got a Wait, wait, you won the thing and then you didn't get to go to the nationals? Right. That's weird. Yeah, but they they deemed you as the the Golden Gla the Golden Glove champion in 2013. It was in Macon, Georgia, and then uh and then you're supposed to go to Spokane, Washington, but they didn't set anything up. See, when I won it in 2017, they they gave you your ticket. They they paid for the plane ticket and everything. So, yeah, it I don't know if they did and it just wasn't sent out right or Okay, so so you you got to a certain level there. Then you decided, okay, I'm gonna take it one octave up. Yeah. Start MMA, which is crazy. That that is a crazy jump. Right. Um. But you're clearly a very capable guy in your mind too. Yeah. Do you think if you get to a level where you feel like, okay, I can just ball in in a completely different way without doing this? would you let this go or this is something that at this point you do because you're just good at it and you just want to see how far you can go like would you take more the connor way which is super successful but for him it seems like business is way more important than you know the, he loves the fighting yeah right? but yeah. i think if he would have to pick i think it would, at this point he would pick yeah. business oh, what, yeah, what, what do you feel um yeah i think uh I think it's just time and a place, you know, like I think you just see where you're at and you just see re where you're really at and have an honest conversation with yourself and just, hey, do it. Do do I want to do this anymore? You know, is this something that I want to do? Do I want to push towards this? And for me, I do because I want to see what I'm capable of. Do you feel a price? Is there like the uh, brain damage, things like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you never want to be one of those guys that's talking funny. No, no. Do you feel so far, or you've been pretty lucky and pretty pretty good, like, you've been good enough to be able to avoid, like, yeah. se severe damage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, you. Th I mean, you think about it, like, a lot of the wars in the gym, you know, a lot of, the, you, lot of the sparring in oh, the gym. Oh, you, you guys call it wars? That's cool. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, yeah. I mean, you have some gym wars, oh, you know? And yeah, yeah. and sometimes things get heated and... Oh, get like cracked. sparring gets personal? Yeah. I mean, like, you, like, dude, I didn't know that you could get bruising on the inside of your lip. But a guy I never sparred against last Friday. So he was... I'm like out wrestling a wrestler. And so that's like... And so he's just... I can I can feel like how like energized and how annoyed he is. And so I step back. I think we're just like touching because we are, or at least I am. I'm being a good partner. And he just from the hip rocks me. Boom. I remember seeing it like like slipping the jab and he's a southpaw, so I'm going into his power. Boom! It hits me as hard as he can. And dude, I got like, I didn't get like, like flashed or anything, but dude, my head jolted back. It's you didn't a six ounce glove. You didn't expect that either. Yeah, and you're I'm not expecting it. Yeah, you're not fighting. Yeah, because yeah. like when I'm throwing punches at him, I'm pulling all of them. I'm touching them softly. And you know, it's like, but that's what stuff, you do? Stuff like that. Did you like, have to overlook it? Because otherwise it would escalate or? Yeah, I mean, for me, like I'm a professional. 
Like, this guy, he had, like, 10 amateur fights. Obviously, like, being a dickhead. So, I was just like... So, so I double-pumped a jab, faked an overhand right, dropped low, picked him up and dumped him on his head, and then just whap, whap, just, like, palmed him in the ear. Like, Is where, that- it, where it cups the ear, so it makes your head go... Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that's legal because you can literally probably tear the the eardrum. Oh, no. for sure, with the with the compression. Isn't, isn't that like like death dangerous? Like internal bleeding, all that shit. Um, and that's legal, right? Yeah, that's legal. Yeah, hey, that's weird. Yeah, um, uh, temples uh, is weird to me. Yeah. Uh, you can't hit in the back of the head, right? Like you can't elbow no, in the back of can't. the head. No, you can't. You can't because that's can where all your memory is stored. Right, but you can elbow. Yeah, not you in the back let- of the head. No, but you can elbow down. Not 12 to 6. Oh, not 12 to 6. But 1 to 7, okay. That's okay. So angled, okay. Yeah. Little angle is fine. What's the worst ground and pound uh, rule that is allowed, you, you think? Like, worst worst as far as, like, can do damage. Just just hammering or? Oh, yeah. Hammer fist. Hammer fist. You know what? It's like if you do not want to be flat on your back. You don't want to be flat on your back and have a punch come like this, because your head has no leeway. Yeah, and the octagon is pr- the 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 floor is pretty it's pretty sturdy. It's not, yeah, yeah, it, like it has like a little bit of padding you can feel on it, but it ain't. No, it's with not punches like, like that, I mean, man, that's. But I mean, yeah. when you have nowhere to when your head has nowhere to go and it's yeah. just like being like compressed like a pop can. Yeah, it does the most damage. At least when you're standing. Like, see, if he did that when I was like. On the on the ground? Oh, you were laying down. No, 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 I was standing up. Okay. And he hit me and my head popped back. But standing up, boom, my head can go back. On the ground, boom, my head has nowhere to go. It just you get aren't you guys with helmets for the sparring or not for that one? For that for that time we, we didn't. Yeah, the one time you probably yeah. did it. Yeah, and so and and the helmets are made are the, the headgear is mainly just so you don't like clash heads and cut each other but i mean leading up to the fight i mean like now i know it's like no matter what even my boxing coach said it the other day i was like yeah this is how he's like dude you gotta wear headgear and i was like yeah you're right yeah, yeah. he's like, I was like none, nobody else was he's like and he's like yeah he's like doesn't matter he's like you gotta wear headgear i was like all right yeah that's why interesting yeah. So what uh, what is the process with let's say UFC? Like yeah, you you win a bunch of fights in this league. Is there like a number, or is they just kind of like in general, like kind of like they they gauge your your general score? How do you how do yeah? They do? It's kind of up in the air, and what helps you get there is like kind of knowing somebody who knows somebody. Well, that that always helps you for right? sure. Right, and. Uh, I mean, but, if you but had, that, a, I guess, showmanship, right? Being like, yeah, showman. I mean, like, you know, if you're a good-looking guy or girl, and you got a good following, the following is like the big thing. They want to mm. sell tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a good following. You can sell tickets. You're marketable. You can fight. You know, you're hungry to fight. All these things, you know, all these things play play into that variability of like you being successful and them wanting to to promote you. Interesting. Yeah. So. When you this is you said your fifth professional fight fifth and uh, This is something that you you know, you've been around the block here again and again uh, you start uh, training for 
you start training for a professional fight two months in advance, three months in advance? Usually. Like, what's the... Uh, most guys do. For me, like, a fight camp is just, like... I don't even know what that means. Why? I'm always in fight camp. You know, like, it's like... When people are like, oh, yeah, I'm starting up my fight camp. It's like No, but you, but you can't... Okay, maybe you can. I don't know. But, like, it just seems to me that there's... It's not like Fight Island, right? Or it is. Like, that's where you live all the time. Like, that's your home? Oh, I mean, kind of. Really? Like, yeah, I mean, especially during quarantine. Like, quarantine and lockdown, like, the only fights that you were going to be able to get were two, one-week, two-week notice fights. Question out of left field. Do you think almost anybody can fight? No. What is it? Aside from obvious physicality, if somebody has a handicap, okay, got it. Yeah. But mentally, you think some people are missing particular scruples that will prevent them from ever being able to be a good fighters? Yeah. And you, and you don't think they can be taught uh, the, I guess, the initial bravery to kind of just stay in it and just absorb it and just stay in it? You don't think it's something that can ever be taught? I think it. I think it can be taught to a degree. So you got to have think, a certain percentage the, of it. I already. think when the student's ready, the teacher appears. That's true. So I think yeah. when you want to learn, it's different than trying to give somebody information and hoping that they pick up on it and have the heart to get rocked and keep going. Yeah. I think I think you can teach it, but I think somebody wanting to learn and wanting to get taught and wanting to be there. So they have to invest different. their actual in investment itself, basically. I think most people aren't willing to sacrifice. Well, I mean, yeah, no, not everybody wants to be, you know, hit in the head all the time continuously. Like I'm noticing my own trajectory in my mentality. Right. And when I was younger and I used to do some martial arts and some fighting and aside from the obvious, aside from the fact that, well, you know, when you're training all the time, you kind of have a much, much better grasp of what you're capable of. And therefore, uh, just in general, altercations and even physical altercations to a certain degree, they're just kind of like, you know where the line is way, way better. There's, it's, it's, more of a, it's more of a pedal versus a button. Like, you yeah. know, there's degrees of things and you, and you know where they are. So aside from that, there's also this extra component for me that I feel that, that kind of appears, which is a very clear understanding of where your internal um, dials are. Because you really have to be connected to them in, 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 in a fight. Uh, and I'm sure that, again, the more professional pro you go, the more it is, because you really have to dial those dials very, very accurately. There's no, there's no, there's no fudging here. No. It's one or the other. A draw is, the, how rare is a draw? It barely exists, right? It's like... I, ha I have one on my record. Really? Yeah, I'm actually 3-0-1. Oh, shit. Yeah, I just say 3-0 because, like, the yeah. draw is just like... But they're rare. They're, they're rare. Yeah. yeah. So the point is, there's no fudging here, and you really have to kind of like be in the in the thing to understand what caused it to work or not to work. Because otherwise, you can complain all day, but you're just not you're just not gonna win, or you're not gonna be a good fighter. Right. But, but my point is that that ability to see those dials 
it does appear to a certain degree with other things that I get good at in my life. Yeah. But it never appears in the same degree. So, for example, something that I always tell people that never had any fighting experience, uh, there's this feeling that it's not quite like anything else. And you probably, you're going to have a better outline of what it is, but I'll just pitch it to you. It's, uh, it's the feeling right after the fight. It's this kind of uh, serenity that I can't even, ex- like I remember I came back from one fight. It was, uh, uh, it was some uh, show fight, but it was, uh, when I say show, it just, I mean like it was like a, what is it called? Exhibition kind of thing. Yeah. But it was, fight. but it, w- it sounds so glorious. It wasn't. It was just oh, like, sure, a, yeah. they called it like an exhibition thing. Yeah. But it was like, they, it was, it was a very hard one. For, that's actually the one that I stopped fighting because, because I, st- I actually started noticing I got knee pretty bad. And oh, I yeah. and I and uh, the only thing that I think I told you this before I I just I I I just ducked on time and it just hit my forehead I I don't I don't, I don't think I would have a nose because he had a right. big knee and uh, it really like I was like oh f-. and then for two weeks I kind of felt like sick and then I I would get up to go get something from the kitchen and I wouldn't remember what I wanted so it got that bad and I was yeah. like okay that's because I wasn't you know I wasn't making money doing right, it not, yeah. so it's not worth it of course so. Uh, but the night, even though it was all of that, the 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 moment of like when you when everything is out, it's 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 pure. Absolutely. I don't want to sound like airy fit, but it's it's pure. It's like no, this it very, is. just you can just sit with your beer and just like, oh, this, yeah. No, nothing can ever bother you. I this is something that I think that comes after you really know that you took everything you possibly could out of yourself. You ca- you couldn't possibly go higher octane than that. Yeah. So you yeah. like it's satisfaction and all the, the you know the adrenaline that just pumped through your body. It's like the ultimate thing. It's 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 like it's what it makes you is what I like. What what do you mean? It's what it's what it's what you have to become in order to do the thing. Like I remember a great speaker Jim Rohn. Right. He said he was Tony Robbins's teacher, right? Yes, and he was like. He's like, don't set a goal to be a millionaire to be a millionaire. He's like, you give a guy a million dollars, sure, he'll lose it probably right away, unless he become a millionaire. You got to become a millionaire to keep the money. And I was like, that's interesting. But most people are missing the point of what he's saying. He's like, don't become a millionaire for the money. Become a millionaire for what it will create in you to get the money 100% and so I set lofty hairy audacious goals because of what it will create in me yeah we will make all of you I actually always think of it exactly like that which is that the tasks that you perform they make you they literally uh, they they digest who you are and and reconfigure your internal states into something that is now a different thing. Yes. And that different thing is the product of your labor, not the 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 financial um, adage right. to your life in any form. Because in the end of the day, it's not even a feel good kind of saying. It's it's kind of obvious. If you do something on a high level and it's good, you can't not make money doing it. It's just that's not how it works. Right. Somebody's going to come and pay you to do that. Yes. But 
I 100% agree. I always, I literally imagine it this way. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be editing. It can be whatever it is that you get good at. Yeah. It's the grind of the trying and the failure and the falling in your face. And again, in, in fighting, it's just everything is just accentuated because it's just 100%. way more higher octane. Yeah. That's also why the results are way, way higher probably. Well, the risk versus it's solidi- the reward. Exactly. And it solidifies a character that is, uh, I think, is very rare because it's because it was forged in the in the in the in the the most intense of fires in moments in which there's no left or right there's no uh there's no moments of hesitation because that's death but beyond that in fighting versus many other sports that are very dangerous football is very dangerous yes um Kayaking is very dangerous on a certain level. It is. It's very dangerous. But n- none of them, another one like you, trying to become better through destroying you. Yeah, yeah. And there's something about that yeah. that is a very different kind of thing, which is like, oh, it's just you and I here. Yeah, I like the, um, there's there's always like a, like a stoic philosophy quote. And then there's like this guy that's just like chiseled. His abs are just chiseled and you just see this like, and from right here, it goes out and it goes to like a waistline with a belt and pants. And the guy's got a chisel right here and a hammer in one hand. And he's just ripped and shredded and he's just chiseling away the bottom half. I'm with you. I'm just checking the thing. And I, and I, and I, and I like that because it, it's so true. You the have work. to. Yeah, yeah. You have to cut yeah, yeah, yeah. away. You have to destroy. You have to chip off the things that aren't conducive to growth. Yeah. In but, order to become the person. But the focus is the problem, isn't it? Again, I guess in fighting in all the high octane things, it's actually if you're already on that path, it's actually easier to stay focused because it's always requiring your attention. Yeah. If you want to stay at a certain level. And that's I'm, and that's why. You and know, that's like why. For me, it's like, yeah. fight camp, it's like, well, like, my life is fight camp. It seems that way. Like, it's like, like, it's like quarantine, lockdown. Like, when people ask me about quarantine, lockdown, I go, they go, how is it in California? I go, it's about the same. It's always been. I just see people with masks now. You know, like, for me, like, nothing has changed. Yeah. If 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 I didn't watch TV, I would not know it exists. I, I, I understand it's real. I'm not I saying understand. it's I, I, and, and I, me I, as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just w- I'm I'm just in my world. Yeah. I wouldn't know it exists. Yeah, yeah. It's just another thing that kills people, and the people get so upset about that. And I get it. I get it because if if you know, I actually know somebody who almost died. Yeah. And it is and it is a, a, a same here. Yeah. It's it's, it's a here. it's a different feeling. You know, yeah. it's no longer this thing on TV. Right. But. It, I mean, in the end of the day, okay, like, what are you going to do? Like, just let's live our life. I think that this whole pandemic thing is something that, of course, I'm not the first one to say that. This is, you know, people people posting memes about this shit all day long. But it is, it does feel like almost like either a test or a divider of what the next world is trying to become. Yeah. And it's almost like how you react to what this is, is how it's the energy you're gonna carry into this new world. Kind of that's how I perceive it. For for me, I, I I first off I agree wholeheartedly, and I think you 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 said it one way that's so interesting, is you said how you react, and it's like this happens. Do you react or do you respond? 
And like for me, I I I I see reaction and response. Yeah, there's a lot of people, sure. right? So it's like it's like um, reactions. Like uh, I do something to you, you react right away. But respond. There's there's thought that goes into it, right? So for me, even before this happened, I go, th- I go. This is so interesting. How few people wipe down their machine, their treadmill, oh, their you machine, mean it, just their in general uh, afterwards. Like respect and things like that. Yeah, you know, it's like you 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 you're sweating all over a bar. You wipe it off. You're sweating all over a treadmill. I sweat all over the treadmill, so I have to wipe the whole. So thing are you down. just to nail your point down because I, I want to understand you. You you you're just talking about wholesomeness in general, just like how how I'm, people treat each other, or what I'm saying is it's funny how the universe, God, how everything came about was like trying to tell people like, hey, like you got to be clean. Like you got to clean up your act, you know. Like that's so, that's what I. I oh, I so see my what perception oh, I was see. like oh. nobody cleans up their stuff, oh, and bro, now everybody's cleaning that everything. That's <laughs> so funny. And so I, I see that some deep point, but that's about like just cleanliness, just and that reflects cleanliness. Deep, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. okay, and then like it was like okay, if you have a weak autoimmune system because you're eating processed food. And stuff that's not good for you, and you're totally living a stagnant, static lifestyle, you're gonna die off. And so, what this is showing is, and and I don't mean to be harsh, like I don't like. I know there's some people that were in great shape that got it that didn't that didn't survive, but for the most part, what statistics have been showing is that elderly people, right, and then people who were obese overweight yeah and some people might argue with that but i think it's just people that aren't in good health no, i take your point i actually agree with you but i think it's even more than that i think that even if that wouldn't be the case even if this would be a completely random thing that has to do with now they think that it might have to do something with your uh, uh blood type uh, so i think o type they're completely immune or something i don't know something right and but even if that's the case Still, that difference between, first of all, response and reaction, but also the fact that, okay, that's what's here, even if it's completely random, Right. what do you do with it? You look, again, I, 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 you know, anybody who knows me would roll their eyes right now because, you know, Elon Musk for me is kind of like this, like, accolade of, like, human achievement. He is. Every time I mention his name, they're like, ah, here we go again. (laughs) He's awesome. But it's, it's. Truly unbelievable, and if anybody deserves uh, the, that praise, it's him. But what did he do? He's like, "No, we're open tomorrow." And literally, the city yeah. told him, "You got to close." They're like, "No, we don't. Come arrest me." That's that's his response. Like, I love it, uh, bro. I don't know. I'm building rockets, so I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, like, and then like, and then they were like, "Here's the test." He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna take like four. I'm gonna take like yeah. I'm gonna take so like, four of bullshit. each of them." And, and so he's like, oh, well, half and half. These tests aren't really very good because I took them all at the same time yeah. and it's about 50 50. Yeah. And, and so I think, like, that, like, that, that's response. Like, no, that's for, what I'm for, saying. But to, for for me, somebody who's truly in, 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 focused on creating something that he really cares about, that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. Not that it shouldn't matter to help fix it and remedy and help people and all that, but 
in the end of the day, the amount of panic, people just find reasons to be shitty to one another. I feel to like comments to say put a mask on. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, COVID nineteen was what some people deep down really wanted and desired. Not in the sense that like they lose loved ones. But people are always just looking for that excuse. I would say a majority of people oh, the are looking yeah, for yeah, the yeah. excuse. I th- I th- I th- well, I th- you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have, cause yeah, yeah, I would, I would have yeah. been successful, but you know, COVID, COVID, COVID yeah. Oh, you know, I could have been happy and da-da, you know, but you know, uh, uh, it gives it, it lets them off the hook. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I made a post, and uh, it's funny to see. This girl's reaction, this girl's response was like, I go, hey, if you don't level up or, or, or create something artistic or do something with the time that you're given, like, you're wait, what are you doing? And she was like, and she reworded it, you know, reposted it. And she's like, if you, you know, basically the same thing. She's like, don't worry. Everybody's going through a tough time. She told you? It's tough. No, she like reposted the okay. thing on like Instagram. But I go, I go, that's interesting. I go, she, so she wouldn't feel like she wasted her time. She would feel that you needed to take the time to dwell in it and kind of feel sorry and, and that. Oh, and, you say, you're saying that's just kind of bask in that's all that's the things. Feel. Yeah, that she works. likes this yeah, she, thing. I like it. Yeah, no, we should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's we the should thing. kind of that's feel the like. Thing we should say. Sad. That's the yeah. thing I like saying with other people. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you're going, you, you're going through a hard. You're going through. Isn't that funny how you see people like that? You're yeah. Like, oh, you just like saying that. Okay. Yeah, you're going <laughs> through a hard time too. Well, let's talk about how we're going through yeah. hard times, but yeah. there's no solution. It's yeah, all yeah. problems. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I'm just like. I, I read that and I go, that's very interesting. I go, I'm going to start up a business, maybe a couple of them. I was like, and I'm going to, and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to get fights during the lockdown and the pandemic. And, uh, I'm going to be respectful and wear a mask and like, you know, respect other people. I'm not just some like lo- crazy yeah, savage, yeah. you know, I like, but also at the same time, it's like, you like life goes on. A friend you, of mine, uh, was a fucking pimp. In the best way possible. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people. And uh, he uh, and he's a fucking hustler, man. This guy, I, like business-wise, is one of the people I respect the most. He's just incredible. And uh, uh, his name is Mike. I think it's fine to say. And uh, he posted, if, if, if this shit, talking about the pandemic, if this yeah. shit didn't get the hustle out of you, it ain't in you. That I I agree. <laughs> it's like, I agree. It's 100% fucking true. I agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, if it, this shit didn't re- like shake you up, I don't know what will. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you know, and there's some people that, you know, it's just like I'm like, look, if you got unemployment, you know, you got EDD, and you, you took it, and you just bought a Gucci bag, like cool. But it's like... I think some people are just like outside of the domain of ever feeling it because they have so much money that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I think the people that do have the, the choice to either they're going to rise to the occasion or they're going to let that completely push them down, that's really their choice. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that I think if more people would realize, we would literally live in a completely different world without the complaints, without the fucking whining and because like, it's, it's something else. It's not me. 
Yeah. There's always something you can do. And by the way, to all the people who roll their eyes, that's why I always point to Elon Musk, because every single thing you could possibly imagine that you can say that is impossible, he's fucking done. He yeah. revolutionized five, five fucking industries. It's not real. And that if, if that's possible, okay, yeah, he's probably smarter than most people. Yeah. But still, there's things that you can do that are way more than what you're doing. And he's talking about an underground freeway system yeah. that'll free up like space and yeah. and time and to going travel to space and, and now we produce, produce Neuralink, which is gonna probably go to, into humans this year. They have yeah. the, they have a monkey. I don't know if you saw, but the Neuralink is now they already put it in monkeys that can feed themselves with a robotic arm just by thinking. So the ro robotic arm they control with their minds only. It's in their mind, and the robotic arm picks up an apple. He thinks that, and the apple comes and it, like eats that. And then they play Pong. Two monkeys play Pong with each other just with their minds. They're moving the thing. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's here. It's happening. Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah. Neuralink is his latest thing. And it's probably the craziest thing, too. It's going to be basically the new, like, it's going to be a chip that's going to allow you basically to Google with your brain. Now, given that scares a lot of people, which it should, but the first mission of it is basically going to be to cure all neurological diseases, including neurological permanent damage like paraplegic people would be able to walk blind people could see literally the whole nine yards like it would just restore all the neural networks back and the next steps like the evolution of it is eventually he's aiming towards like a full-on integrated new la layer where i can just think into your head and we can literally it's like the telepathy well think about it. like people gets and we should probably wrap it up because yeah. of time and respect but like this it's a good thing to close on yeah people people and this is another example that how people get so scared because of new things or things that they don't understand where there's so many amazing things right in front of them that they're not noticing there's always going to be something that might go wrong it's just what the universe does you're Absolutely. not going to escape that right 100 if you think that's if you're looking for that plateau good luck to you right, right. it's not going to happen but uh imagine the uh, my favorite example is, is imagine if a if a meteor comes right now right an asteroid right going to destroy us in like four months I, there's no way we're going to be able to fix it but with Neuralink, you have 10 or 20 geniuses sitting in a room they don't even have to speak they don't have to send emails they just think into a hub together engineering thinking of like, like all to like in one like you can solve everything this is the ai we Whoa. are the ai yeah we're just waking yeah. up slowly to understand that, basically. Oh, man. Blake. That gives me that, the chills. <laughs> I know. Listen, brother, I, I deeply, deeply appreciate and respect you and the fact that you agreed to do this on such a short notice and before, you, while you literally in between training and you're going to another training. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I'm very uh, honored and humbled. And it's always an amazing pleasure to talk to you. And I learned a lot from you. And uh, I can't wait to watch your fight and also to uh, have a deeper chat after you're done. The feeling's mutual. The feeling's mutual. Thank you so much, bro. Absolutely, brother. Blake, how you doing, brother? I'm blessed, bro. We're I'm back. blessed. We're back. We're back. We're back. After the We're fight. back. And you fucking crushed it. Thank you. That was incredible. There's way less pressure now. So it's kind of nice to have a conversation and not trying to evade all kinds of uh, mental booby traps that I might imagine occur and then feel, you know, guilty about fucking with your brain in any, in any shape or form. So yeah. I'm glad we have that freedom now. Me too. Uh, how does it feel? Because the fight went phenomenal. You dominated very, very clearly. Yeah. 
uh, must feel amazing. Anything that you want to tell us about that fight that really stands out to you? Yeah, you know, um, I changed up my diet, and that really played like a that strong like that I thought I'm gonna hear factor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that it's, it's but it's something that I ate like. Yogurt. Uh, yeah, I had yogurt and dates to break my fast. It's like an Afghan thing, but like I'm bringing it into my, no. Uh, you know, I, I, I changed up my diet and like, uh, one of the big things that, uh, kills a lot of fighters is their inability to cut weight properly. And I did that for a long time. So like cutting 30 pounds the week of, I mean, and just like paying big tolls on my body and uh this time I was able to you know it was like I was a little bit nervous you're always nervous about cutting weight you know because I still had you know I think like 15 pounds to go um it's always crazy to me it's yeah 15 pounds in, in how long uh I cut it in two hours uh in a bathtub wait I didn't realize it was that that's, that's crazy yeah that's, two hours in two hours, you cut 15 pounds yeah. of liquids, basically. Yes. Essentially. So I, I, I cut the night before for, for one hour, 60 minutes, exactly. Got out of the bathtub. I had six and a half pounds. I was six and a half pounds down. Um, so I went from 159 to uh, 152.5. And, the, and then uh, floated a pound and a half overnight so I woke up at 151 and then I cut the rest uh six pounds actually seven uh because our scale was off my scale was uh was higher than the the scale at the weigh-ins so how does that happen um it happens all the time really yeah so it's supposed to be one of those things that you just can't fudge because yeah I mean you gotta you you always gotta be like a hundred percent sure because you know, your scale could say that you weigh 145 on the dot, and then you could get there and like it's 146, but it's a 145 contract. You have to make 145. So that's where some guys will, you know, right then and there. They'll and what break. do they do then? They give you another hour or two or something? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they'll give you like 30 minutes or an hour or uh, whatever amount of time to cut the weight. And uh, I think it, I think it, it, it kills a lot of fighters because once you're there, like a lot of the times you're in a diminished state, you know, like you're pretty weak, you know, like I used to get to the point where my hearing was going in and out, you know, so, so um, this time the weight cut was really nice and I felt good and, you know, mouth was a little bit dry, but I think that's just from the adrenaline, a little bit from the weight cut, maybe a little bit of, uh, 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 too much sugar before going in, but uh, I felt good. I felt good, and everything went smooth, and it was just like, um, you know, there's always that nervous energy before, but I felt I felt uh, calm, you know, and I just felt like this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, like I'm on my mission, I'm on my vision, I'm on my purpose, I'm afraid, I'm scared, I'm, I got all these emotions and all these fears. You know, and it's like, but I'm going to follow through with what I said I was going to do. And I went out there and just performed and did exactly what I fought against my ego to do. My ego said go in there and put on a striking clinic. And then I thought about it for a second and I prayed 
and after I prayed, it was like, go in there and win. Don't don't make a point to your to to what you think others want you to do. Just go in there and perform and take action when you see opportunities and advance on those opportunities to get the end result of winning. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's what matters. Yeah. It's getting the win and then leaving without injuries. So we, okay, so if you would, like the other way, like you said, to put a, a, a striking clinic, you would, essentially, you're putting yourself all, you, you're under, you're also putting yourself more in the jeopardy, right? Because you... Yeah, the risk, the, 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 the risks involved with, with that uh, weren't good. And then, you know, a month later, they, they said that was we were in contention for a title fight. That's amazing. So... Is it, was the guy, so I don't mean you got you off, but the guy no. you were fighting, was he a good striker? It was, yeah. So... Yeah, he was a good fighter. I didn't even, I didn't even realize it. I didn't look up his tapology before I fought him, but yeah, he was uh, uh, Kane Luger. Um, he's like, he did really good. In the in the upper Midwest circuit and in the region, I mean, I think he was seven and one, eight and one as an amateur, and he was four and one as a pro when I met him. And okay. so yes, yeah, so you were definitely putting yourself in more of a jeopardy if you would be trying all kinds of Absolutely. fancy things. Absolutely, and he comes from a good striking school, like uh, one of Eric Koch's guys, who was, uh, you know, he's a he's uh, one of uh, Duke Rufus's guys, seasoned veteran in the UFC. I'm sure you know he, he spars with those guys and you know passes on his knowledge and um, it just it just made sense when people are gaining momentum sometimes it'll build that confidence and it can diminish yours and in the fight game and in the fight confidence and, mom and momentum is everything so you have to destroy that and I and I see that this guy's kind of playing like a karate style now, if you looked at his older tape, it would say this guy is gonna be very defensive. He's gonna he's gonna kind of like move slowly and like and like gauge it almost like a boxer, like slow in the first round, and and uh, just very defensive. And this time he came out attacking and and very like karate, boom, like in and out, in and out, trying to eat up the lead leg, and uh, take me and and take me out of like almost that boxing stance and. Uh, it was a good game plan on his part, and I think it threw him off when uh, he went for the, the body kick, and uh, or he went for the head kick, and I blocked it, underhooked, pulled it through, and went for the takedown. Uh, you know, I just I just wanted to break the momentum that he was like starting to build, and I could see that he was starting to get comfortable, and so I just wanted to break that comfort. And I, you know, it was like if I got the finish on the ground, great. But if I didn't, you know, it's like, all right, now I just drained this guy's energy and just made him so afraid of going to the ground with me that I could feint a shot and come up with big shots up top and create openings all day because he does not want to go down to the ground with me. Right. And that's how you finish it. You finish with a reverse triangle, right? It yep. Was a, and then uh, what is it called? You basically, I have no idea what it's called. Basically, you triangled his, his neck with your... Like when you were reversed, yeah, and, and you also put his, put him in an armbar at the same time, right? Yeah. Like, so top mounted inverted triangle from crucifix position to finish with an americana. Yeah. 
Is that like an espresso at the end? <laughs> yeah, with a, like a chai latte sprinkled with white girl. Yeah, <laughs> and Uggs. <laughs> What's Americana? <laughs> Americana? That's like a, it's like an espresso with water. No, no. What's Americana? Oh, <laughs> that's Americano. <laughs> Americana is when you have an arm lock uh, going upwards, right up Got here. It. So this is an Americana. Straight arm lock would be arm bar, which they considered it. It was not an arm bar, but it was close. Um, and then, and then uh, going backwards with it is uh, is a kimura. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a beautiful finish. Thank you. We were uh, all like amped up watching you fight. Yeah, it's so cool. It was so cool to like go and watch the videos of like everybody watching it. You know, the projector screen. It was yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah, great. Just the the support, the love. I mean, I got uh, I got the most bought pay per views. I got submission of the night, and that was for all three nights. I got submission of the night. Um, I sold quite a few gate tickets, um, almost the most out of anybody. Um, that's that's a that's a good rise, man. And, Here we go. Yeah, we you know we got a we got a we got a bonus for all the all the for most pay per views sold. Um, we got uh, a chunk of the pay-per-views that were sold. Got a bonus for submission of the night, which I think is like, I don't know, like, I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I think it, you know, might be, even be submission of the year. I've, I've, I've never seen that submission. I've never seen anybody pull that off in a fight. Well, I've, I've definitely never seen it, but also I'm not, you know, I'm not them. I mean, I watch fights sometimes, but I'm not like a. MMA connoisseur, so I can't right. say that I, I'm aware of what's going on. So, right. But yeah, it, it looked like something very unique, but also the execution wasn't clunky. Like, again, I know enough about fighting to know when somebody's trying really hard and it keeps slipping, you know, and it's not working. It wasn't like that. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It was like textbook. Yeah. Whatever that was. It was yeah. just like, mm, next, okay, next, okay, got there, boom. It was very yeah. jiu like It was like, yeah. 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 One, two, three. Yeah, for me, you know, it's it's uh I had I had an old coach and I was like I was like nervous in the back. He's like, What's going on, Blake Boy? I was like, he's like, You look like you're gonna cry. <laughs> I was like I was like I was like I'm fucking nervous, man. I was like I was like, I feel like my arms are heavy, I was like, my mouth is dry, I was like, I don't feel confident. He goes he goes, Now look, he goes, You got Superior striking, fantastic jujitsu. He's like, you go in there, pick that joker up, lay him on his head, get that submission, get out of there. And he goes, now, in all my days, I fought, I wrestled, I did a bunch of stuff. I seen some lucky knockouts in my day. But I ain't never, not once, seen a lucky submission. I go, there he goes. He goes he said it like that, and I was like, man, you know, I know a lot of people want to see the knockout, but there's a certain level of appreciation for a submission. In, in people that understand what's going on. Yeah, for the people that understand yeah, what's the, going the, the on. People that understand what's going on, for them, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, almost stalling, it seems to them. Yeah, you know, it, it, seems, it looks like when, hugging. When you're feeling somebody out, on, or not even feeling out, when you're trying to go... When you have a game plan on the ground, people who don't really know much about fighting, to them it just looks like you're just like 
trying all kinds of shit. Like, it doesn't yeah. look like anything is actually, like, planned there, which is where it's the most planned. Really. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Question. A little bit out of left field, still on the subject. Because uh, I wanted to ask you last time, and then for some reason I forgot. Yeah. What's the simplest advice that you've ever gotten in the gym or doing a fight or anywhere related to fighting that was so simple that it just stuck and you're implementing it? Physically quit before you mentally do. Say it again. Physically quit before you mentally do. Can you, can you explain yeah. that? Yeah, so we were going into strength and conditioning and I'll, ne I'll, I'll never forget that moment. I mean, I, I like it, like even now when I think of it, it, it like it evokes so much emotion in me and it was like a big turning point in mindset, in, in, in spirituality, in emotional maturity and in my physical nature. Because we were going into strength and conditioning before training, and they had just started doing that. And um, I was new to all this, you know, and we had a top of the line facility. And he was like, and it was one of the coaches, I think it was Mark Dale. And uh, he was like, he was like, now guys, we're going to this workout, but it's more than a workout. He's like, you bring your mindset, you bring your, 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 your problems, you bring your, your, your lifestyle into this. And what you do here, everything matters. Every rep matters. Every second matters. And he was like, when we go in here and we're physically pushing ourselves to become better athletes, to, beco to become better human beings, to have a, a lower emotional response and mental response to, 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 to be able to pass that mental fortitude and emotional, and emotional abruption of, of, of stop, this is too much. I can't handle this and push past that barrier and push forward into the point of physical exertion to where you physically cannot do another rep. He's like, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking for today. He goes, if you physically cannot do one more push-up, one more crunch, no. I will be so proud of you. So if, you go to the, if you go to the point of exhaustion, you're lifting it's and you drop to your... It's you, like you, like, can't. you can't. You cannot. He's like, if you physically can't, I couldn't be more proud. But if you fucking mentally give up on yourself and just like the way he said it, and he stopped and looked at everybody in their eyes, he's like, if you mentally give up on yourself and you physically could do more, but you gave up, he's like, oh, the amount of disappointment that I'll have is unprecedented and I'll never forget that moment he goes physically quit before you mentally do yeah that's a big one but yeah I remember when we were uh, training back in the day we would we would play uh, rugby um, to warm up 
how do you pronounce that word? Rugby. Rugby, yeah. Yeah. And uh, at the end, we would do some burpees. And I don't know if it, he got us at that point, but literally sometimes it got to the point where, you know, you go up and you jump. And and then on the way down, you know, your legs are not going to carry you anymore. Yeah. And you just, <laughs> just yeah. slap, it's flat on the ground, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That, that basically is a, a similar idea. But yeah, that, I guess that would be the, the mental fortitude you, you would need yep. to have the upper hand in the octagon. Absolutely. Because there's no, there's no, uh, have you watched this um, talk between uh, Lex Friedman and uh, St. Pierre? I don't think so. so I think I, I, you should watch it if you have a chance. It was a good talk. And in one of the moments, uh, one of the things that St. Pierre said was, he said, we play basketball, we play baseball, uh, we play all those things. We don't play in fighting. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a very different kind of thing. Yeah, it's very, he, he was talking very about how, different. for him, which is you know, so counterintuitive, but he said he, he's so afraid to fight. Yeah. He loves training, he hates fighting. He said the, the, the thing that actually drives him through his entire career that really drove him to be what he is, is his fear of getting hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he said that sometimes I corner a guy and I see him like, you know, and I can see it in their eyes, even though I'm dominant, they're enjoying this. He's like, I never understood that. Yeah, I me really neither. I don't enjoy this. Honestly, me it's neither. It's really weird. I've heard, him, I've, heard, I've heard that part of the interview. Yeah. And it brought a lot of comfort to me because I, f I feel the same way because... For a lot of people, it's different, you know? Everybody fights for their own reasons, right? And for me, I, I physically watched cage side, holding the cage, my friend literally die in the cage. And when you see somebody go in there and leave a different person from when they came in, it, it creates a little bit of hesitation to say the least to say like, the least just for clarification did he die metaphorically or die die no he he he, he died was considered brain dead brain dead zero 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 activity and they revived him got it and brought him back to but life but he's never the same is not no never the same i mean he's he's i mean as far as like dying and fucking coming back to life and like having a shunt in your head Still, and like living yeah. a normal life like He's pretty on point, you know. No, no, I was just wondering if you but, actually watched somebody die die, which is. Oh yeah. no, I yeah. no, I mean, yes, but also no. Like, like, yeah, he he went on to live another day. Got it. You know, but it 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 shows the magnitude of what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it shows like this is not a, this is not a game. When was the last recorded death in MMA? Because I know back back in the day, King of the Cage stuff like that. It happened quite a few times, right? It happened like three times or something. Maybe. Did, did it ever happen in the UFC? Not in weight, not in uh, weight cutting, but like in in the octagon. Did it happen? I don't think in the UFC. No, okay. I don't think in the UFC. Um, what What is the main? Uh, if you can, put like if you're aware of those cases, are they mostly related to just putting someone's brain into a mush, or are they like heart attacks? What, are, what is the main cause of that? I think it's like uh, also like uh, outside related subjects, you know, like maybe drug abuse. Drugs, got you it. know, like I know um, Kimbo Slice. Well, that, that and like the, but it didn't happen in the octagon. It right? didn't happen, but y you know what? It was just like so 
predicted? It, yeah, I mean, it was it was so close together in, like, the entirety of, like, how how that went that it's just, like, oh, yeah, like, that was, that was largely due to, like, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he was having a heart attack. No, he did get a heart attack, right? Yeah, oh, in, in, the in the octagon. Oh, wow. But that, that would never get talked about. Got it. You cannot talk about that. You know, even Dada 3000, I mean, his, his, like, organs were shutting down and failing. But that's from a lot of the the weight cutting thing. That's like your liver gets fucked, right? It's not e- not even from the weight cut, because they were they were they didn't like it was heavyweight. That's uh yeah, it is heavy, especially if somebody you know. Which means you kind of know their mannerisms and what they are like, and even if they like you said, even if they didn't die for like for good. Uh, you still you see what part of them I guess died. Yeah. It was left in the octagon, which is like, yeah, like you said it perfectly. You understand the weight of the situation. Does it does it does it follow you now, or you you're, you're pretty good at absolutely well, um, for yourself. I mean. What? Yeah. What I mean, what it does is it just it it just turned me into a gym rat. Because oh, like because I equated I my coach told me he goes. If you would have been in the gym more, and I was like, "Got it, I gotta be in the gym. I gotta be. I gotta that's be your training." Protection plan. Yeah, that's my. That's a. That's. And also, if the like best protection plan. Yeah, if something does happen, you're like, "Well, I know for a fact I did everything I possibly could." That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because then you can't blame yourself, which I think is right. the harder thing. Thing there, which is like, if something does happen and you kind of know it happened. Then you have to live with you know, knowing you didn't protect yourself fully. So yeah. It's the guilt. Knowing, yourself, yeah. knowing you, you gave half-ass effort. Knowing you yeah. didn't give a hundred percent. Knowing you didn't put it all in. Knowing you you had some reserve, you know, and knowing that somebody beat you because of that, it's like, that's that's the worst. And no matter what, it's all on you. Do you think? If you, if and when you have kids, there's just some sons. Obviously, I would assume that you want to, you would want them to do something for self defense and things like that. Because absolutely, other, absolutely. But would you push them into MMA? No, 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 no. Would you prevent them from doing that if they want to? No. Just no. gonna have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, everybody, every warrior has their path. You know, like every everybody has to find their their way in life you know and it, it, i mean if they're called to it great if they're you know called to being a professional chess player then by all by all mean or like what it's just whatever you choose to do just make sure that you enjoy it make sure that you're able to give back with with what you're learning and what you're doing so like the selfish act of becoming an outlier and and, and obsessing and putting so many hours can be given to somebody and and uh, and you can bless somebody with that you know like that's that's the most important thing I think uh, that I would want to pass on is like anything that I do um, or have done from my own personal experience that has changed my life for the better and directed me on a better course of action and decision making 
is something that like I will promote to other people, you know, like juicing. Like I'm like, juicing changed my life. You know, everybody should have the juice, you know, or get a juicer. You know, if you don't buy from me, you should get your own, you know, and I encourage that. And I promote that, you know, because it's it definitely works for OJ. It, <laughs> <laughs> Wrong juice. <laughs> we were like, man, beautiful performance. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm on the juice. They're like, oh, that's why. I'm like, yeah, bro, green juice, beet juice, uh, carrot juice. They're like, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> As far as vitality and energy throughout the day and when you wake up, things like that? Yeah, also, completely. Mental fog, bro. I mean, it's just like my diet was was not was not good like before that. I mean, so now like, you wake up in the morning, there's no like, for the most part, you wake up and everything is like yeah, rising yeah, shine, baby. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, I mean, it's like, it's almost like, like I remember the first time I got trigger point therapy and I was like, wow he's like how do you feel i was like i was like dude i didn't know that my right hip flexor wasn't supposed to hurt it's like you don't know how sick yeah. you are until you're not yeah it's like the when there's a very loud ac and somebody turns it off you're like oh right. yeah 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 i didn't hear it i didn't even hear the white noise before yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but but yeah you know that's that's what it was it was almost like it was almost like my body responded of like, dude, fucking finally. Like, jeez, like, we've been waiting for this for a long time, you know? It's So what is it about juicing? Is it that uh, the nutrients are just in a more compact form and there's just like a lot of it at once so your body gets to digest more of it? Or Yes, and it's a lot easier on your digestive system. So you're getting like all these nutrients, vitamins, minerals that are broken down and it's easy for your body to digest it. And so it takes like like the digestion process is what is so important. Like that's the big thing. It was it's hilarious because there's this one video that uh, what's it's like a parody, and it's f funny because like knowing you and knowing what you stand for and yeah. also how high octane performer you are. Yeah. Uh, I know that like it's very real and it, and it must have those benefits. It's just like, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's like, yeah. they're, they're like the juicing guys and they're like these like frat boys are like, yeah, I totally got the juice. And the way you describe it, like, oh bro, this sounds like that. <laughs> but I know for I'm like, that I'm like yeah, dude, got greens and da da da. But I'm sure it's like, it's it actually has the benefits you're talking about. Cause, it's incredible. Yeah, because you, you got to know your body to do what you do. Absolutely. You can't, again, there's no fudging. Like you, you wouldn't keep doing it unless it would actually make a difference, because it's not about telling people you do a thing. You already do a very impressive thing. That's not in the. It's not in anywhere in your priority. So. Right. Yeah. And and it's like, uh, all I know to do in life, um, what I've learned, you know, from, uh, you know, taking uh, twelve steps that have changed the course of my life and. Uh, and created one of the biggest paradigm shifts that I've ever had is like, in there you learn that like, you have to speak from your own experience, strength and hope. It's like, I can't like my, what, what my experience is might not be the same for you, but it's, it's my experience, you know? So that's why, um, especially when people ask me about things, I use a lot of I feel statements. You know, because yeah. it's, it's my opinion. Well, you know, the, the only difference there, I mean, 
cut you off, but the only difference there is that your experience is a little bit more science-like in that, that most of the time when people make shit up or are not aware that they make shit up, like they, right. you know, they have an impression of a thing, but really it came from something else, and yeah. they don't. The difference there is that, like you said, the weight of what you do is such that you can't afford to make shit up for yourself. Right. Because so if your experience is that, hey, I know for a fact that all of a sudden my hip flexors don't hurt anymore, and that's a big thing for me, and the only thing I change is that, if, if the chances of you being wrong about that are smaller because of, because of the laser-like focus that you put on what needs to happen for you to be at peak performance. That's the difference, I would say. So yeah, it, yeah it's great. It's always good to, to do that. But I would I would actually place more, more, more. Uh, I would bet more on what you think about diet, certain diets, simply because not because you're a nice guy, you are, but simply because literally your life might be dependent on. It. Yeah, so, and you know, it's like you 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 always have to consider the source. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not like I'm not taking financial advice from a guy who's an employee at McDonald's. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe you might have an investment income that's crazy, but, like, chances are it's unlikely. You know, it's like I'm not taking health tips from a from a person who's obese. Yeah. You know, so it's just always, like, always just checking the source. You know, does this make sense? Like, does this add up? And I think that's, like, one thing that I found with all my coaches it's almost like having like uh, that 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 father figure that I I didn't have around, around to guide me and show me and 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 lead me into uh, greener pastures, you know. And so I'm always like kind of fact checking people. Yeah. Speaking of the source, uh, so, so this might be a little obscure, but so you know how we we talk about. Uh, psychedelics and spirituality and religion and God yeah. and all those big concepts. Absolutely. You and I, I think, both believe in some form of higher order that then expresses itself as us. Now, we might believe it at, at it, uh, in it, in slightly different forms. You're a Christian, you believe in the biblical God and... Yep. And I come at it from a slightly different perspective, but we, I think we both agree that there's some higher structures that express themselves here. Absolutely. Right. How do you view fighting in that picture? What is it an expression of in the higher realm, do you think? It's really interesting. Um, so I think like the, uh, the goal at least is like personal enlightenment, right? And so um, what I've noticed in the beginning is just the admiration. Um, and before I was chasing like chasing that validation of everybody's admiration, you know, of like, like oh my gosh, you're a fighter, you do what, you know? And, and there, there's a, a level of respect and admiration that comes along with it, you know? And, and uh, and for for me, I wanted that validation, and um, and then it became more than that. Then it became less about me, but more about like um, 
taking the admiration that somebody might have or like that level of respect of like, whoa, I can't believe you did that. And then like shifting it, reshaping it and um, impressing it upon somebody's like paradigm to shift it into believing like, hey, I like, I'm no better than you. Like I just like relentlessly obsessed and focused on one thing and wrote it down time and time again and would not change what I was doing for anything. I was just laser focused, tunnel vision on this one goal and that's how I got it done. Like you're more than capable of doing the same thing. It's just like you just have to decide what what do you want. So it is for you uh... expression of what's possible yes to the highest degree of difficulty in this realm so it's the it's the it's the ultimate victory of spirit over matter kind of thing absolutely because in my in my belief system your average christian would want you to convert that it would want to selfishly let me rephrase that it would, it would almost want you to direct uh, everything that I'm doing and for me to take the admiration and respect and present it to them as, like, as my, my belief in Jesus Christ is the reason why I have this. He can also do the same for you. And it was, and it's almost like if you choose to believe what I got going on over here, you can have the same things too. And that's not my approach with it at all. Whether some, whether somebody chooses to believe in a Christian God or a, a Muslim God, you know, whether they want to call it Buddha, Allah, uh, Christ, um, higher power, universe, whatever that may be, it, it's, it's, it's for them to illuminate and move towards the highest expression of self to create the same for others. It's, 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 it's to help other people find their own personal truth. So one tiny nuance there that I see, because I agree with all of that, and, but there's another layer there. So for example, you can say that you can also push towards the what's physically or like the, the ultimate victory of mind over matter in this realm. Yeah. And go about it like Wim Hof. Just, you know, climb on, excuse me, cl climb Mount Everest in your shorts, which is fucking bonkers, <laughs> right? It's uh, Incredible. Yeah, his toe froze off and just kept on going. Like, yeah, that's another yep. way to. But you, so you, so what I'm trying to say is that you can do that, but it doesn't involve violence. So my point is, and this is true, the tr true interest I have because I I was thinking about it a lot. Like, what are the, 
Because under the eyes of the Lord or the source or whatever it is that you want to call that, everybody are equal. Which means that even all the way to the deepest, you know, domains of hell, yeah, it's still the children of God, right? So I, I had this thought, and I didn't want to instill it in you before, because I wanted to hear what yours was. But the idea was is that we are the bridge between both. It's not even two. There's like different kingdoms and a different array of like energies and things, and we are kind of this bridge that brings it all together in this world. So everybody are competing for our attention from that place yeah. and trying to express themselves here through us. Yeah. And then the, if we are lucky, then we find a way to integrate as many of them as possible into a form that then we call our personality and our life trajectory. So the idea was that for something like fighting, it definitely has this like dark component right because oh for sure yeah it's very it's 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 those it definitely belongs in the dark arts right but the way that i see it it's not like it's competing or against the light it is like you said it it is the light is you want to shine that and you want to help the world right but the energy utilized here is that it's that's almost like the yin yang it's like this like Oh, perfectly. Very much, very much so. So you, so you resonate with that idea. It's yeah, very like much that. so. Very much so. It's, uh, it's really interesting. You know, it's like even, um, like I'm very like attracted to, um, like I have Galatians six nine on, which is like I'm a, I'm a Cancer and like all these kind of relations to like that yin yang symbol. It's essentially the yin yang symbol, and it's like the light and the dark and we both have it and you know it's like even like the gucci symbol i really like it because it's like kind of like that six nine you know and and uh i like in galatians it says uh, never grow weary of doing good for at just the proper time we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up you know so it's just saying like like keep at it like it's it's not going to be easy but if you don't give up like like you'll you'll reap the harvest that you're seeking and 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 it'll be there for you and it'll be a harvest of blessings. Yeah, you know, you, you need to be able to utilize anger and all the things that we consider to be from the like the the negative side in order to achieve certain things when it's appropriate. Yeah, and, and it's that, like we we all have this. Yeah, you know, it's like we all have this, but how do we appropriate it? You know, for me, for me, it's like I, I took a negative and turned it positive. You know, I was supposed to be another statistic. You know, statistically, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be in jail. I'm supposed to be a drug addict. You know, I'm supposed to not have my own business. You know, it's like, and, and all these things that people have told me that I was going to be, like, makes, makes me out to be, like, grow up and be a failure if I were to have listened to them. But I, I, I just saw something different for myself, and I was able to find that through the hard work those are the blessings that I get from the hard work that I put in from from striking iron on iron and 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 you know uh, it's just no I feel no weapon formed against me shall prosper and I just feel like um um I forgot the saying but it's like um Basically, as iron strikes iron, another man strengthens another man. You know, it's like, 
as iron sharp as iron sharpens iron, another man sharpens uh, another man. You know, and it's like right. You know, it's like, and it's like, and and that's what we're doing. You know, we're in the room with a bunch of people who are hungry, who and and you don't find it very many places. You know, like I love I love Wolf on Wall Street because who cares what it is? They have their purpose, and and I love that Jordan Belfort. I took his straight line persuasion course. He said at the beginning of every day, of every day, what? Monday through Friday, he, he would he would tell people like, hey, like, do you want to like? This is for people who want to work. This is for people who have a purpose, for have a mission, have a vision, and know where they're going. If you want to make money, it's right here. Dial. Well, dial and and if you don't like it, go go work at McDonald's. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, you know? I don't know if I'm fully aligned with that. If you know for a fact that you're screwing other people over, and you can make the well, it, it's. It, I mean, you know, I'm 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 not saying from that perspective. I'm just saying I'm saying from the perspective of like, of like, not screwing people over, but but it's just finding your mission, vision, and purpose. And if you can, if yeah. you can have your mission vision purpose blend well and help and and be of service that's why i would i would i would pass that on if if you can learn an art become an outlier at it obsess over it and pass it on to somebody where it helps them move towards that enlightenment yeah, that's what i'm that. looking I, for not, not even from the what i said is not even from the naive point of view of like oh but you know this is they're they're uh they're not good doers. No, it's right. not even that. It's it's that, this, again, from that higher order place, it's actually much easier. There's so many ways, there's so many opportunities we get in life yeah. to take a shortcut. Yeah. On the back of what other people don't know. Now, you can make the argument that, well, you know, they should have been smarter not to fall into that. Fully acceptable. However... From that higher order perspective, it's not even somebody sitting up the way that I view it. It's not even that somebody's up there sitting and like having a chart. It's that the structure of things is such that when you do that this way, this is the energy that you put into this, which means it's a very self-serving, not outwards looking in the sense outside of what you think you're going to get from it. Therefore, it's this closed loop that sooner or later will close in on you. Yeah, and that's and, that's, and that's that. the difference between Elon Musk. Yeah, that again, yeah, people rolling their eyes, but somebody with those abilities, who's not taking the easy way out, but right. every single time the hard way out, where it's forward-looking, expansive, looking for what it actually does for, in the hardest way possible, without actually doing it on the back of other people losing something. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's just taking what you like. I think in the beginning of the day, it's smart of what, what the point that I was getting at is saying, this is where I was. And if you don't like where you were in the past, like now I'm in the present moment. I was there. I can change this. Yeah. If, I was, if, I was a, if I was a dirt bag, I could be, I could be honest. I could be, if I, was, if, I was self, if I was selfish, I could be selfless. If I was a coward, I could be courageous. I can choose that. So it's it's finding those things that you you might currently be doing or might have like a, a, a pattern of in the past and 
taking the time to recognize that every day and choosing to, to do the opposite of that. Blake, uh, we are both very busy people and uh, it always saddens me when you know time cuts us short. Uh, right. I would actually love to do this every once in a while just as a regular thing because I think our conversations are fascinating and I really enjoy them. Um, so, uh, yeah. So if you're open to it, we should we should do this like on more of a regular basis. I learn a lot every time I talk to you. I would love that. Uh, and uh, when when is the next fight? The next time? Uh, July 31st. Yeah, July 31st, Northern Iowa uh, in Mason City, Iowa. So right now they're just matchmaking, looking for an opponent for me. Oh, there's no opponent yet. Yeah, no opponent yet. Um, we had somebody in mind, but... Um, are, are there like, uh, what are the rules? How long before they have to tell you who that is? It. I mean... No, no, it, I, no rules, no rules. Um, we should know within like the next like couple weeks, though. I would say. Where can people buy tickets? Do you know or? Uh, not yet. Okay. I, yeah, you know. So it's just like I, I don't even really want to. Uh, July thirty, July thirty first is when it, it when it's uh, you know when the game plan is to move forward. Um, will it happen? I hope so. You know, I was hoping May 7th, May 8th, we would have that title fight for uh, Cage Degression, but it, it fell through, you know, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Everything it wouldn't be happens. too short of a notice for you? You felt like you were ready? Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that that's specifically why I went into the fight and had the game plan that I had in that fight Oh, and not to damage yourself too much. Yeah, correct. Be, oh, yeah. that's that's nice. Yeah, because I knew that I was going to be fighting a month later, or... I had positioned myself to be able to fight a month later. Yeah. Brother, it's always an absolute pleasure. Again, I, I, I could do this for another two hours, but I know we both got to go, so. Absolutely. Until next time. A lot of respect and peace, brother. Same to you, bro. Thank you.